श्री गौरी वैष्णव गुरी परंपरा की जाए श्री श्री गौर नित्यनंद की जाए गौर भक्तवृंद की So today on the sacred uh, Vaishnav calendar, Gaudi Vaishnav calendar, the day of the uh, Panihati festival, also known as the Danda Mahotsava, is uh, celebrated. Uh, I had the good fortune of visiting Panihati with the Prabhupada in uh, 1977 in Mayapur when he had begun just prior to that uh, to uh, um, become really too ill to participate fully in the way that he did uh, previously, um, especially with regard to his uh, giving classes and so forth. was during the Mayapur festival, 19, must have been 1977. But still, he had an invitation to go to, to Panihati with the prospect of the, the um, devotees there donating some property, sacred um, place of pilgrimage as it is, um, that uh, he would then staff, potentially this was... The prospect. So we got in the car and drove uh, quite a distance in uh, West Bengal from Mayapur to uh, Paniyat. It's probably not that far, but the long, it was a long car ride. Probably was quite ill and must have been quite uncomfortable for him. But we, uh, I was fortunate to go there with him, and he he, he said a few words, and everyone was happy. <laughs> um, prasad was offered to all the devotees. As Prabhupada got up to uh, leave, I was behind him and he fell. His legs collapsed and I was able to brace him underneath his arms, catch him, and hold him up. This is my pastime at Panihati. Panihati Prabhupada Kijai. <laughs> but um, it's a famous place. And uh, it is, as I said, the, uh, the, uh, the festival is also called the Danda Mahotsava. Mahotsava means festival. Danda means punishment. Danda is, of course, you know, the staff that the uh, sannyasis also carry, which is not to beat other people over the head in particular, but to uh, chastise oneself, one's body, one's mind, one's words, to remind one, if you will, um, to that they should only be used in the service of Krishna. Hmm. So anyway, Danda Mahotsava. It's a festival of punishment because during this festival... Nityananda Prabhu punished Raghunath Das Goswami. Shilitai Chand ki jai. Raghunath Das Goswami ki jai. So the, uh, the story, if you will, of the festival is very central to the um, extraordinary life of, of Raghunath Das Goswami, the uh, Prayojan Tattva Acharya of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. So we find that means to say within his writings, we find a focus on the Prayojan, and in this sense, the highest ideal within the Prayojan. As much as the Prayojan, excuse me, as much as the Prayojan or the ideal, the goal, is Prem, Prem, Prayojan. Still, there are shades of Prem, as we know, uh, particularly the, the, the windows of opportunity that afford us 
and devotees, sampradaya are sakya rati and madhurya rati, and a particular type of madhurya rati. And a particular type of sakya rati is also prominent amongst the different types. Um, so, uh, he is, uh, as I say, termed often the, pre- the prayojan tattva charya in his writings, very much um, uh, writings after he had gone to Vrindavan, writings that he did on the banks of the Radhakund where he lived for close to half a century, uh, were focused uh, largely on the Prem and within the context of that Prem, Prayojan, the highest ideal of Prem, uh, Radhadasyam. <clears throat> so, by contrast, of course, Rupa Goswami is the has, uh, uh, from his writings, his, his literary contribution, we see the focus on Abhideya, the way, um, particularly in, in his central texts, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, and uh, withdrawing from a kind of Tasta Vichar, a, a objective perspective, as he writes in, uh, in uh, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, to his own subjective um, inner reality, it, he, he, he extends the text in the form of Ujbal Nilmani. That means to say that in the ocean, if you will, of the nectar ocean of Bhakti Rasa, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, he outlines, he details, I should say more than outlines, this is the most, there is no other book um, that so comprehensively deals with the subject of bhakti. Hmm? If we were to say that any book would compete with it, it would be the Bhakti Sandarbha, which is Jiva Goswami's work, and they are, um, we're working together, if you will. So um, Jiva was a disciple of of, uh, of Rupa Goswami. So in the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, he writes subjectively when he details the different um, ratis, the different stais, the different rasas. Um, um, he steps back, I mean to say, from his own subjective experience to write objectively about them. And his his work there, his chapter on the Madurati is rather short by comparison. So he stepped away from his subjective, his objective Tatasta perspective, uh, from which he wrote that book, to Ujwil Nilmani, where he writes about his own um, ideal, without saying it's his own ideal. He writes about the ideal of Madhurya Rasa. It's Raghunath Das that then says, and this ideal, Rupa's position in that is most most important. So Raghunath points to Rupa. Rupa doesn't point to himself. Again, we were speaking this the other day. The term Rupanuga, which often and more uh, readily applies uh, not only to following Rupa Goswami's teaching in, about Uttam Bhakti, but uh, to follow his internal reality as well. This is the term Rupanuga that was coined by Raghunath Das Goswami in his um, Manasiksha, I think the last verse of Manasiksha. So Das Goswami wrote a number of books, uh, primarily about the Prayojan, Rupa Goswami, about the uh, Abhideya, the way, the means, the path. And Sanatana Prabhu, read Bhagavatamrita, of course, in his seminal commentary on, um, on Bhagavatam, Vaishnav Toshini, he uh, some emphasis on uh, Sambandha. Hmm. 
Brihad Bhagavatamrita is a good example of that. It's kind of an a, kind of an overview of the fact that the Bhagavatam is a dissertation uh, on um, kind of an interfaith uh, <laughs> uh, discourse about the nature of different faiths and possibilities, spiritual possibilities, and so forth. Um, and in in the context of doing that, kind of moving up a theological ladder to, in the first canto, the ideal of devotion, and in the second canto of Bhagavatam Richard, the abode that corresponds, the plane, the, the, the sacred geography that corresponds to that inner ideal. <clears throat> so, Sambandha, Abhideya, Prayojan, Sri Sanatan, Rup, and Raghunath, and Raghunath Das, one of the youngest of the Goswamis, perhaps a little older than Jiva Goswami. He was uh, appeared in the world uh, probably around about nine or ten years after Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, so 14, say, 95. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared, appeared, appeared amongst us in 1486. And by the time uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had taken sannyas, which was only at, at 24, um, although he uh, sought to uh, depart from the uh, uh, from Nadia and go to Vrindavan. As you know, he was tricked by Nityanandabhu and ended up in Shantipur, where all of his friends and family, other than, including his mother, other than Vishnu Priya, showed up. And at which time his his he thought of his sannyas as a, a moment of madness and placed himself back in the hands of his mother to do what. Uh, uh, whatever she she would decide at that time, Jai Sachinandan Jai. A great tribute to Sachi, who allowed him to continue with his sannyas, by which he could perform his acharya lila and teach by his example. This is Krishna taking the role of an acharya mm-hmm. externally, and um, and giving access to his inner pursuit as well. Uh, so, at that time, it said that uh, amongst others, Raghunath Das Goswami was present and had the first darshan of, of the great Nimai Pandit, who has now become Sri Krishna Chaitanya, somewhat diminished now in stature <laughs> from the from the highest perspective. We like to think of him as Nimai Pandit, not as Sri Krishna Chaitanya. But in order to understand him as Nimai Pandit and enter into the inner circle the Rasa Kirtan at Shiva Sangam, we have to have great regard for his sannyas lila, which is his teaching lila, which is the center focus, of course, of Chaitanya Charitamrita. It is focused on this, on the Madhya lila. Adi lila is focused on more by Vrindavan Das, and that is our goal, to enter into Navadvip. But the way hmm, is shown through Mahaprabhu's sannyas. He only spent a year and a half in Navadvip after, it, well, a year and a half after becoming, coming out, if you will, uh, as a devotee. And then he took sannyas and he left. And so those middle leelas, the madhya leela, middle section of his pastimes where he was a sannyasi and a public figure. Not leela, he becomes a private figure for the most part. He enters into the private life by the force of his public life. So his public life was such that it, that it fostered the inner life it made it impossible for him to relate to the public 
any further. This is how this this is the way. Of course, Mahaprabhu came out of the kirtan uh, hall uh, courtyard of Shivastaka, where it was a private kirtan, for the sake of teaching others how to enter in there, which is non-different from Vrindavan, in the whole Madhilila and his sannyas pastimes and so forth are for that. The Anti Leela, of course, is very internal. It's, you can't teach much about that. It's talked about and so forth. But um, in order to culture bhava, you need to have a little bhava. We should know what is the ideal hmm, and cultivate saranagati. Hmm, because saranagati is the dramatic stage, if you will, that we need to establish within our heart if we want the drama of Krishna Leela to be coming to the theater near us soon hmm, and appear there. Hmm. So bhava hmm, that will arise out of sharanagati, hmm, out of surrender, faith, submission, so forth. So in sadhana, this is the main focus, surrender, submission. We know the ideal, though we're not unfocused on that, but we know that the way to the ideal, and so there's a cleansing that's required, cheta darpana marjana, before the decorating takes place. Hmm. It's not like there's no decorating going on as the as the <laughs> cleansing is going. But as soon as something is clean, <laughs> we decorate that area, something like that. So there's a you're building a uh, you're you're attaining uh, real estate, so to speak. You're putting money in the bank by investing through service, and uh, the dividends are building up in the form of interest. They're there. You're not feeling them, but pretty soon you get a check, and you're living on the interest keep serving, and so forth. So, so sadhana, bhava, uh, they're uh, uh, real divisions of bhakti. And sadhana, we practice with the senses what in bhava bhakti we do arising out of emotion. So there's an emotive and an active aspect of bhakti. And the emotive aspect is a little bit present in sadhana bhakti, but in but in ruchi, higher stages, asakti, then in bhava bhakti, this is the engine that drives the kirtan, the dancing, the discussions, what, whatever, whatever acts, actions uh, that constitute bhakti we, 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 we engage in. <clears throat> so, at any rate, the Madhya where Mahaprabhu was teaching all this, this is very, uh, the center part, and of Chaitanya Charitamrita, and Raghunath Goswami is right there in the center of that, Hmm? As we'll, we'll we'll try to get to that, we narrate a little bit more about his his life, but his meeting with the great Prabhu Mahaprabhu Sri Chaitanya Dev was as a young boy, probably but nine or ten years old, when Mahaprabhu was taken uh, by the trickery of Nityananda Prabhu to Shantipur after he had taken sannyas, and at that time, um, Advaita. Advaita Charja was uh, close with the parents of uh, Raghunath Das Goswami, his uh, father and his uncle, Govardhan and uh, Hiranya Majumdar. And they were very, very wealthy. Uh, they, they practically owned a, they lo- owned the majority of the land in Saptagram, which is like was the seven villages, the famous area of, of Vaishas and Kayastas uh, that were blessed by Nityananda Prabhu. Uh, so they were very, very uh, wealthy, and um, Raghunath was from a very 
uh, rich Kayasta family. Hmm. Kayastas are kind of uh, in the co in the you see the Chatur Varna Mayashishtam, there's four there's four thousand divisions of these uh, uh, social system, if you will, it was what was the Varnashram. Uh, so the Kayastas anyway, they were a type of sudras that nonetheless had some um, uh, distinguished uh, position at the same time and held clerical posts and even government posts, landowners, um, and, and so forth. So um, this is Das Goswami's uh, yeah, social position, right? Position in the social religious system. One that is uh, is is uh, a a uh, an orientation to transcendence that bhakti as an orientation to transcendence transcends. Hmm? Do you follow me? So the Varnashram system is something that bhakti transcends altogether. It's not that we're immoral in that much as Varnashram is all about the small g good, morality, um, and impossible to arrive at a, at a capital G, good, through the moral pursuit. Hmm. One has to see through that at some point. You press down here, it comes up here. Hmm. That's it's inevitable. Hmm. And as, as well as you navigate the course and go to Brahma-loka, Abrahma-bhuvana-loka, Punar-avartina, Arjuna. Again, you come down. So, uh, from Dharma, uh, from a religious orientation to a spiritual, experiential orientation. Hmm. That's the course. And we may go directly to the course of spiritual, experiential orientation by the power of Sadhusanga. Hmm. So, that's powerful, sadhusanga. And he was religious by nature, uh, almost a little too religious for his family's uh, comfort. Oh, he's very religious, but he's a little too religious, which could mean that he'll go for uh, the spiritual, experiential uh, course, if you will. And, um, and apparently... Leave behind family and friends. Renunciation. That, that's, that's like part of the Dharma. That's the, the Dharma, Artha, Kama, Moksha. Don't talk about it too much. <laughs> Some people do that part. It's the goal. Yes, yes, but, but we want society, friendship, and love, and God hmm, to help us with that. This is the Dharma Marg. It's not a bad idea. But it's certainly not the highest ideal. It's where Ramananda began in his discourse, in, in, compelled by the questioning of Mahaprabhu. What is the highest goal to attain and what is the means? He said, well, Varnashram. Mahaprabhu said, let's talk about something else, a little, something more. Of course, there's the progression all the way up to, to Radha Dasyam. Um, but uh, <clears throat> Raghunath Das was, was a little too religious for his parents' uh, comfort. He is a, we'll see, as we, uh, hopefully as we discuss, the nature of renunciation as it's understood in bhakti, which is, which is, is very wholesome. Really, and I've mentioned this at other occasions, but it's worth repeating, renunciation 
is, in one sense, the ideal of every human being, whether they realize it or not. Um, for example, uh, we are prone to think, and with good reason, that if we look at a thing objectively, let's take, for example, uh, looking for truth through the scientific method, as it's called. What is the method about? The method is really about pure, as much as you could arrive at it, objectivity. Hmm? Just the facts, ma'am. That's all we want. Just the facts. Not your emotions, not how you feel about it, not how you thought maybe it might be or could be or should be. What are the facts that we want to get to? See, this is, this is renunciation. This is the, the objectivity. Hmm? Where we remove back from our, from our emotional attachments that color our visions and perceptions and don't allow us to get at the truth of the matter. So the judicial systems throughout the world are, are thought to be, ideally, objective, purely objective. Hmm? Um, the political leaders are supposed to be objective, just objectively representing without their own biases and so forth. Science is about objectively examining, as it's thought, the world to come to the truth the matter. So what is the law? What is the truth? And so forth. This is all really about renunciation. It's really glorified, heralded, praised, and so forth, until we say, well, let's take it to its fullest, you know, play out its fullest implications. And then it's, oh, no, no, no. How can you leave us? Hmm? Um, who are us? Us is the, is the emotional feeling we have, our attachments towards others, family, friends, and so forth, that have defined us in a particular way that, objectively speaking, um, we're not, hmm? arguably. Hmm? I mean, I, am, I, may be, I may be the husband of somebody, and that may change. Hmm? Am I something that always changes? Or is there anything about me that doesn't change, that, that, that I can say I am? I could say I am this, or I could say I am that. Hmm? Right? But the this and the that are always subject to change. If I say I am this, or I say I am that, what is the one thing in, that's constant in that? I am. That's what's constant. Hmm? So that transcends the this and the that that are identifications with, a, with something momentary, a, a, um, an appearance, hmm? a knight in shining armor who became a couch potato who didn't pay the bills or something like that, and became my nightmare. Um, so it's the material nature, all of its manifestations is constantly transforming and, 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 and uh, what's good becomes bad, what's happy becomes sad, so on and so forth. So we're identifying hmm, with the transient coming and goings, of, of you will, of material nature, and for, an identity is forming on the basis of that, and it obscures the larger fact and the much bigger sense of I am. I am is so much bigger than I am this or that. That is a very small thing, even if it's I am a Brahma. It's a very, very small thing compared to I am. The whole... If the whole, the, the, the culmination of the Dharma Marg, of Varnashram, is to become a Brahma. Hmm? Hmm. 
Brahman's a very small thing. He's got four heads too. Mm-hmm. But I am, that quiet voice inside, is so much bigger than Brahma. Mm-hmm. It can't fit in the Brahma world. Mm-hmm. There's, it's not a, Brahma Loka is not big enough to accommodate its, its, its sensibilities. This is what's happening in human life. This self is, is rising to the fore and, and starting to be aware of itself. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's trying to expand its material surroundings it's identified with to make it accommodating, big enough. This is what we do in life. We seek the perfection in one sense that we are as an atma in comparison to matter, an eternal, enduring being, hmm? inherently happy, joyful. Hmm? Matter is in all of its forms here today and gone to, tomorrow. It's not inherently joyful. Hmm? It's not cognizant. We're looking for these things in, in a place that it's not. We're looking to make that place, therefore, like it should be from the feeling unconsciously of the self that's coming to the fore and taking precedence in human life. Therefore, in the movies, they live happily ever after. Mm-hmm. That's what we want. The, sto- the, the stories of human, as I often say, uh, uh, exceptions and um, and raising the bar, going beyond winning the gold medal because you went one ten thousandth of a second faster than somebody else and it's heralded and celebrated. What we're celebrating, what we're living for is the more. Hmm? Making the world bigger, more exciting, more enduring, doing the impossible, breaking the barriers that material nature seems to consistently uh, put before us. Hmm? What we're really celebrating all this is the nature of the self that just doesn't fit in this world. We're pursuing the good, the moral good. It's, it's never quite working out. You, you, you figured it all out to be the, an ethically sound, morally, politically correct, whatever person, and, and then somebody can say, well, there's a problem with that over here because by doing this, this happened. And it's a, you can't sort all that out. So, from the religious life to the spiritual life. And Das Goswami was a very morally upright uh, person and um, religious and to the point that it was a little worrisome, if you will, to his parents because he might do what everybody thinks is the right thing to do but doesn't want anyone to do to the extreme because misery loves company. Hmm? So if you're going to really pursue renunciation, if you will, the truth, objectively, then it's thought you're going to, then, then that which makes our misery more comfortable company is going to be diminished. There's going to be one less amongst us. Hmm? We can, we, who, we, in the company of whom we can pretend more readily that our misery isn't as all-pervading as it is. Hmm? And, of course, when that one goes, hmm, it's, like, it's like, don't talk about, we don't talk about him anymore. But still, the idea is there. And those people who go on that side, how big they are in human society. Hmm, what a contribution they've actually made. Hmm, it's enormous. Hmm, it's enormous. Now, 
You know, there was this, some years back, there was this new atheist movement. Richard Dawkins, Christopher Hitchens, Sam Harris, they came out with their books and videos and debates. It was a big, big thing, really pushing on. It was mostly arising out of, uh, largely arising out of this Islamic fundamentalism and, and, uh, and um, uh, terrorist uh, acts in the name of these Islamic faith. Uh, and so uh, there is a something that sensible people um, see as as a problem, and then then t- to look at the Quran, and then look at the the Bible, mostly what they looked at, and and find uh, what looked like backward ways of thinking about things, and and and, and so forth. Uh, so they came on very strongly with this, and 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 Darwinism, and uh, uh, and so forth, and it was popular for a while. Now, amongst the 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 uh, skeptics, the the you know the as they, as they like to call themselves, um, uh, those people are very from their own ranks are very unpopular, and younger people in the atheistic uh, community are distancing themselves from this very harsh form of um, atheism that was very insensitive to. Uh, um, and fundamentalist in a way, uh, uh, insensitive to religious sensibilities, and they're acknowledging that from the religious sector we learn things actually that are good for us, and so, and it's evidence of the fact that really the the moral sensibilities in life that do exist that some people think we don't need religion for have actually come into the world from a religious um, perspective, from the perspective of there's more to life. Hmm? than what meets the eye and the mind. Hmm? There's meaning. Hmm? There's value. Hmm? There's quality, rather than just quantities of depth and weight and velocity and, and so forth. There's meaning, there's purpose. And therefore there's, there, therefore there's really uh, grounded, true reasons for being better, kinder, rather than just that being a human convention for for some period. <laughs> uh, so at any rate, uh, there's an interesting shift in that uh, direction that amongst young atheists that wherein um, this, again, religious sensibilities, and this is without even, um, I recently read an article without even looking, at least in the article, or speaking about Eastern spirituality and its influence and uh, of course, and the very heart of religion, whether it be Eastern or Western, which is mysticism, mm-hmm. and then again that spiritual orientation, spiritual uh, experiential orientation, rather than the religious orientation to be a good, moral, peaceful, kind person, um, to to be a mystic. Mm-hmm. So at any rate, Das Goswami, he had the uh, he was too religious for his family's comfort. And meeting Chaitanya Mahaprabhu will only serve to uh, to accelerate that, to inflame that, to fan the spark of his religious enthusiasm. He met the, the great Mahaprabhu, who, had, who now had become Sri Krishna Chaitanya, the sannyasi, uh, the boy of Namadvipa who had everything, hmm, who everyone loved. And he had given it all up to chase after us hmm, and teach the way and so forth. So... Das Goswami was young and he, he and Advaita 
as I mentioned, who was close with his parents, took uh, a liking to the boy and during the period that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu for a few days stayed at Shantipur before he went to Puri at the suggestion of his mother, um, um, Dvaita was, was careful to take the prashadam remnants, prashad remnants of Mahaprabhu and give them to Raghunath Das. Hmm? So this is his beginning of uh, uh, his association with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and he was ready to join him. I mean, he was only 15 years old or so at the time. And Mahaprabhu advised him, no, 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 don't do like that. Hmm? Calm down. Hmm? Don't be a false renunciate. Uh, and But uh, stay where you are and and uh, Krishna will make an arrangement in due course. Kind of, kind of be sensible. A very kind of Bhagavad Gita-esque instruction. In the first six chapters of the Gita we find this um, Krishna consistently weighs in against uh, contemplative life. Hmm? Not to enter contemplative life uh, uh, without the prerequisite of um, the cleansing of the heart that comes from continuing with one's varnashram orientation or psychological and biological propensity, but without attachment to the fruits. There's an identity in Varnashram. We don't want to cultivate that identity. And the way to dis, 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 uh, how you say, disassemble, deconstruct that identity is, is to give up the, that which fuels it. The, what fuels it is the fruits of our labor that we seek to enjoy. We have an identity. We pursue the identity, and the identity corresponds with the, with the desires that we have we seek to attain through that identity, through that dharma, through that whatever uh, position we have in the social religious system. So I'm a sudra, I'm a, I'm a mahabhusad, not, 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 what did he say? Nahamdi pranachaha, not a padir, not a vaishya, I'm not a brahman, I'm not a chatriya, I'm not a vaishya, sudra, sannyasi, gopi, bhatu, paragamayo, dasna, sanada. So this is the identity we want. I'm the servant of the servant of Krishna who is the lover of the gopis. I'm not any of these material identities within the varna or the ashram. I'm not a sannyasi, a brahmachari, I'm not a sudra, a, 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 a chatriya, so on and so forth. So the soft way to, you know, obviously there's another identity is the point. Rather than giving up the varna ashram identity for having no identity, which is kind of the Advaita Vedanta path, Gyanmarg. Hmm? Uh, again, we talked about it last night. Stop giving is part of loving, but it's not the whole face of it. So to give up an identity that's false, okay, but to pursue an identity that's real, hmm? then we will deconstruct the false identity at the same time. So what fuels the identity in Varnashram or just our material identification is is the is the fruits that we that we're chasing after by our by our actions. Hmm? So if we give up the fruits, then we start to deconstruct the identity, and the, that the result of that is, of course, that, that now there's room for the ingress of wisdom into the heart because the desires are emptying out, and I'm, the ups and downs of acquiring the fruit and not acquiring the fruit are not what's driving my action. I'm doing my action because it's dutiful and it's prescribed in the classical system of Varnashram. 
and but I'm not chasing after the fruit. So sometimes it, the results are good, sometimes are bad. And, and if on top of that I offer the fruit to Krishna, this is this is oh, that and really that's uh, almost almost bhakti. Hmm. It's kind of mixing some bhakti with 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 karma sannyas or nishkam karma. Hmm. Um, so we we deconstruct the material identity, and this is the emphasis in the Gita. Krishna repeatedly for chapters doesn't get to to dhyan, meditation, sitting, and the contemplative life till the later sixth chapter. Hmm. Um, he who lights no fire and does no work, he's just in mitya these kind of statements. Shouldn't be a hypocrite and so forth. So, of course, we take that now in the context of bhakti and we apply it. Hmm. There he's teaching the gradation in, in yoga coming to bhakti. Within bhakti, the same gradation applies. So there's chaita dharpana marginam. First there's cleansing the heart. And we don't immediately go and sit on the banks of Radhakun like the Prayujan Tattvacharya necessarily. Hmm. And people have done that and, and that hasn't worked out so well sometimes <laughs> for our sampradaya. So it's created some bad examples at times, so on. So um, so at any rate, Das Goswami uh, was blessed by Mahaprabhu. Mahaprabhu told him, don't... And of course, you have to understand also that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was also very close with his parents. This is, this is the other side. These are devotees. These are eternal associates of Mahaprabhu. They're intertwined like ordinary people in family connections and so on and so forth. So Mahaprabhu knows parents very well. You know, so if I tell him now to leave home at fifteen, they're going to kill me. You know, <laughs> they'll be upset with me. This kind of these kind of feelings are there, and they're so course, It's all it looks like ordinary life, but it's actually they're they're devotees, and so it's different. Therefore, in bhakti you can have friends. In bhakti we advance by sangha, not by bhairagya. Hmm? Sangha means attachment. Vairagya means detachment. It's attachment to other devotees, to Bhagwan and things close to him. We make progress by that. And Vairagya comes naturally. And this is what Mahaprabhu begins to teach Raghunath Goswami. He, he says, don't be Falgu Vairagi, use the term of Rupa Goswami. Hmm? Don't be a Markata Vairagya, like a monkey renunciates. Hmm? Monkeys live in the forest. They also eat fruits only and so forth. But they do other things too. But, uh, that we, that we shouldn't do if we're a renunciate. So, you know, if you, if you go this far to the right, you come out on the left. So the far end of the Tamagun starts to look like the Sattvaguna in material life, right? So monkeys are in, in Tamaguna, but in some ways they look like renunciates living under the trees or in the trees. So forth. So Mahabharata is instructing him that move according to your adhikar, according to your eligibility. Hmm? And in, in Raghunath is very, is very eager. He's a real example of eagerness, lolium for bhakti, for rag bhakti. Mahaprabhu is tempering that. And of course, it's in also in consideration of what will your parents say? Pujapatrita Marsh once told me, I was sitting with him alone, he said, that Swami Maharaj, as he affectionately referred to Prabhupada, he came to me and he asked for sannyas. First he came to me. And I the time I thought, if I give him sannyas, I, he lived with Prabhupada 
Prabhupada had two apartments in Calcutta, and he lived in one, and he gave one to Sridhar Marsh. Uh, after the uh, departure of Bhakti Siddhanta, breakup of Gaudiya Math, and and he was assisting um, Sridhar Marsh in some preaching. He wanted Sridhar Marsh to be to start a society, and he'd be the head of it, and those kind of conversations and. Uh, um, um, explanations from Prabhupada we have um, of the history. So uh, this time, Sridhar Marsh had gotten his moth in, in Navadweep and Prabhupada asked him for sannyas and he said he was, I was concerned that his, his family who knew me well, they would come and disturb my moth at the time. And he said, I also thought, well, his family life is not going well. <laughs> and so, you know, that's not a good reason to take sannyas either. So maybe we should wait a little bit so he said, I, I talked to him like that. Then he went and took from Keshav Mars, which was his nature and so forth. Left town. <laughs> so uh, so Mahaprabhu had a little, perhaps some consideration like that, but he's teaching us through Raghunathas Goswami also that the course which he will teach and is teaching as a sannyasi is uh, to, be, to be followed. So there's a beginning to it and there's an end to it. We don't jump to the end. We know what the end is. And we go there, again, our, his private life was a result of his public life. How he conducted himself in the public hmm, resulted in, in a private life that he was driven to, f- taken to by the force of his public uh, persona, which was um, constantly speaking about Krishna, engaging in, in, in kirtan, and even converting very influential people in the subcontinent of India at the time. Hmm widely uh, kind of um, moving. So it's kind of, if you get my point here, kind of the nishkam karma within bhakti. I mean, it's all bhakti, but it's... So there's a... a, a, a the heart-cleansing stage is, is, should be emphasized, I should say. We, sometimes devotees like to separate the yuga-dharma aspect of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's dispensation from his internal pursuit, the internal reasons. There are ex- There is the external reason and the internal reason for his descent. But if you look carefully, his, the external reason for his descent is to distribute the opportunity of Rag Bhakti through others through the medium of the Yuga Dharma, which is Nam Kirtan. Nam Kirtan and Yuga Dharma is external. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is is serving in the capacity of the Yuga avatar, but he's Krishna himself with other reasons to be there. And so the dispensation of the Yuga Dharma in Sankirtan is woven together like a wreath, like a garland with prem that he takes and puts in the two hands of Nityananda and says, garland the whole world with this. Hmm? It's not the ordinary Yuga Dharma, if you follow me. Hmm? By the, in, in other Yuga Dharma, one can chant Krishna Nam and attain by Kuntha, but in but Nam, but here we, here we go. Das Goswami will return to him for a moment. Nam Shrestam Apisachiputram Atrasarupam. He prays his pranam to his guru. He says, From my guru, I've received Nam Shrestam Apisachiputram, the highest conception of the name given by the son of Sachi. Not the ordinary. What's the, what's the conception behind the Hare Krishna mantra? Hmm? 
because there can be different conceptions behind it, right? Hmm? So Nam Shrestam, the highest reach of what what uh, uh, Krishna Nam Kirtan can result in, and that is stated beautifully by Narottam Thakur, Goloka Premodhan, Hari Nam Sankirtan, the wealth of Golok. So he impo- exported the wealth of Golok, hmm, the, the, the Prem, through the medium of Nam Sankirtan. And this is what he gave to the world. This is the external reason for his appearance. So the external reason is really quite related and, and not something to divorce from the internal reason, that I won't do Nam Kirtan uh, or, or some extension of that in the form of preaching. Uh, I'm just going to want to enter into the, the internal reasons for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's descent. Sit down and hmm, meditate and attain my sadhana, my, my meditative siddhadeha and so forth. That's all we do that, yes, but uh, but not by ignoring the external reason for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's descent, which again was what the Madhya Leela is all about. Hmm? All the teaching, all the sambandha hmm? that is there. What would be the chanting without the sambandha? Hmm? Without sambandha jnana, you will make offense to Harinam. You wouldn't know what the offenses are. <laughs> That's what's taught, for example, in sambandha jnana. One of the things, so many other things as well. So, Mahaprabhu instructed Raghunath Das Goswami, and he's one of the persons, of course, in Chaitanya Lila, who, amongst the other Goswamis, who are really showing us by their example the way. It's not that, um, that um, let's say, um, Premanidhi, the... Uh, what's his other name? Premanidhi. Pundarik Vidyanidhi is showing the way. <laughs> Even Ramananda Roy is not showing the way. And their their examples are very extraordinary, and and uh, and they're 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 not exemplifying sadhana. We find this very much in the lives of the Goswamis, some of the Dvadasa Gopals, some of the devotees too, but very prominently, Sankhya the, the Sankhya they chanted a prescribed number of rounds. They paid their respects to so many Vaishnavas daily and so forth. Hmm. So, here's Raghunath Das. From his very beginning with Mahaprabhu, he's instructing him, instructing all of us in this way. So, Das Goswami goes home and he dutifully, in, uh, he, 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 he engages himself in a way that Bali Bidibhushan terms uh, Parinishta. There's Sanishta, Parinishta, and uh, Akinchan, or Nirapeksha, devotees. Sanishta means a mixed devotee whose bhakti is mixed with karma or jnana. Parinishta means his, his bhakti, her bhakti is not mixed with karma or jnana. It's Uttam Bhakta in sadhana. has Uttam Bhakti as the ideal, but typically is a householder hmm, and is... In the context of the times in which, in the culture, Baladeva is writing about it, of course, uh, is following the social religious system, which was the Varnashram system of the time, without attachment to it. Hmm? And so he's following the laws of the society, up, riding up by upright citizen, and so on and so forth, and, uh, but without thinking that his bhakti will be improved by that or that his bhakti will be hindered. If he doesn't do that, so his bhakti is not covered 
by karma or, or, or by gyan. And he sets an example for ordinary people of a proper moral life, but he internally is preoccupied with bhakti, and of course he engages in bhakti as well. And then you have the near picture, Akinchana, the renounced devotee. So Mahatma advised Raghunathasva, be a parnishta, something like that, to use Baladev's term. And Krishna will make an opening for you. And of course what happened, we have to get to the Panihati here, we've been going on for a while, but, but Raghunathasva is a big story. A big story in Chaitanya Charitamrita, and appropriately so, because Raghunathas Goswami is the, is the initiating guru of Kavi, Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami. Hmm. So he said much about him, told a story about him in a way it's not told in, for example, Vrindabandas's work, Chaitanya Bhagavat. Hmm. Um, and they were very, very close. At the end of Mukta Charit, one of the famous uh, books, Lila Granthas of Raghunathas Goswami, he says, and I'm, I, I've written this by the power of, of Krishnadas Kaviraj, who's his disciple. So that was that, what kind of relationship guru and disciple can have. Hmm. That's, why we, that's, why we, that's what we say when we chant our guru mantra. Hmm. Hmm. Gurudevaya vidnehe krishnanandaya dhimahi. Hmm. Prachodayat. Hmm. We act in such a way it my, it basically, it's hard to translate those mantras, but that my guru will be inspired, hmm, by, and that will inspire me, and so forth. So, Gershandas Kaviras is a good disciple. You see the, the testimony, if you will, at the end of Mukta Charit by, by Raghunath Goswami, and Gershandas uh, wrote, wrote extensively about him, hmm, and that's where I'm drawing this narrative from, of course, Chaitanya Charitamrita. So what happened was um, uh, uh, Das Goswami was dutifully carrying on. His parents were arranged a beautiful family situation, a beautiful wife, and had all the money he could possibly want. And, uh, and Nityananda Prabhu, meanwhile, came to Panihati. Hmm? With Miniketana Ramdas, Ramabhiramdas, Sundarananda, uh, Udarandatta, all of his associates, and Daskasami went there. And and in the back of the crowd, he paid his obeisances. And one of the Mahaprabhu, and, excuse me, Patit Baba Nitanandapu was sitting on a, on a raised platform with his associates, and one of his associates said, That's uh, that boy. Raghunath in the back and Nityananapu said bring that thief here so they brought Raghunath Das he said you're a thief hiding thieves hide why are you hiding in the background you must be a thief he said be playing with him and he chastised him this is the Danda Mahotsava so he chastised him and your punishment he said for being a thief is that, that all my associates are here and you should arrange a festival. You're a rich boy. Hmm? You should arrange a festival now for all of my associates. We want a festival of chipped rice and with yogurt. And uh, and he said, he said, Ami Gopa, I am a Gopa, and uh, and this is my Gopagan. These are my associates, and we like to sit along the bank of the sandy banks of the Jamuna and have picnics. That's what he told Raghunath Das. That's what we like. Please arrange it. And 
the place turned into Vrindavan, of course. And Das Goswami arranged for the particular chipped, chipped rice, rice with yogurt, yogurt with bananas. Uh, uh, Shamananda, he knows well, he prepares it in Madhavan every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so everyone was served and so many people came. And so Das Goswami goes on at some, or Krishna does at some length about the, the measure, the extent of the festival and the extent to which Nityanandapu was pleased by Raghunath Das Goswami and invisibly Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared and Das Goswami could see him. Hmm? And so he had an extraordinary blessing of Nityananda Prabhu, whom we have to go through, really, to, uh, to uh, understand Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. There's, there's, no other, there's no possibility of going around him. Hmm? Krishna has also taught that in Chaitanya Charitamrita Bharik. And I lectured on that um, some days back. Um, but um, from there they went, Raghava Pandit came and said, you know, here you are, Tanitananapu, eating and so forth, but I've cooked a huge feast at my house and just sitting there. He said, well, we'll come there now. Come tonight, have a feast. They just ate a feast. <laughs> so they went there and uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared there and so forth. And, and um, so this caused this, this Panihati festival um, a, the, the, the spark and the kindling, the fire of, of, of transcendental greed, if you will, and eagerness in Raghunath Das Goswami to, to increase. He got further blessings and so forth. And in, in, as Mahabhu returned to Puri, then he found a way. Das Goswami found a way. The opening that Mahabhu had told him previously would, would, would make its appearance. He was looking for it, made his appearance. Yadunandan, who had initiated him, said, I have some duties to perform. Please arrange for someone to take care of the deity tonight. So off he went with the guru. Parents thought, well, he's fine. Hmm? He made the arrangement and he left. Hmm? And he went the opposite direction because he thought the parents would go and look for him to be heading to Jagannathpur. First he went the opposite direction. How many miles he went. And by the back road, and then his parents went so far they couldn't find him and sent others all the way to Puri, couldn't find him, came back, and then he went the right way and still on the back road, hmm? eating sometimes, sometimes not, if he could find something along the way. So his renunciation now is very extreme, but it's not the way, it's a result of the way that he's following. He's pursuing his, the prem, the attachment that he has to Mahaprabhu and his associates. Hmm? And renunciation is showing up. This is very different than renunciation as a path, which we find in Ganmarg. Hmm? It's not the path, but it is a result of our path. Hmm? It comes about naturally. And it's a special kind of renunciation also that, that while there will be renunciation in the ordinary sense, there will be attachment to things that are identified with Krishna, like the prasad. We don't think the prasad is material. We don't think the form of the Lord is material. We don't think the uh, the paraphernalia, the kuntimala, the tilak. Gyanis will think, you know, if you take all the symbols off, that's all a symbol. You know, get rid of that stuff. Get rid of the beads. All this is maya. Prashadam is maya. It's material. Sattva guna. This is how they make offense to Bhagavan and never attain their goal. Hmm. So, that's an, just an important side point. Our renunciation includes embracing 
all these things, the form of the Lord, the prashad of the Lord, the, the paraphernalia, hmm, if you will, of the Lord and of bhakti as, as, as spiritual, the devotees. In bhakti you can have friends. In Gyanmarg you can't have friends. And in Karma Marg your friends all cheat you. <laughs> so, so bhakti is, 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 is surely the path of love. So anyway, we made it to Puri. Long story there in Puri, but we, we've gone along, so I'll just sum it up, if you will. If you know, he, 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 he lived a renounced life, but his family was sending him money, so he was making big festivals for Mahaprabhu with all the money he would spend on festivals for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his associates. And then he thought, I, couldn't, I shouldn't keep taking money from home, that's not right, so he stopped taking the money. Then he used to just beg in front of the lion's gate of the Puri temple for Mahaprasad. And he thought, just see, I stand here and I wait and think this person had some really nice puris the other day. I'll, maybe I'll ask him. And this way, I'm, I'm entering some, some material considerations in my consciousness. Instead, he went and he ate the, whatever was left over after the Mahaprasad had been, the plates had been cleaned and the cows had been fed. Hmm. And what was left, he ate that. You take the rice and wash it off and... Mahaprabhu appeared and said, again, you're having festivals and you hadn't invited me. Grabbed the rice, grain of rice from his hand and ate it. Hmm. Very pleased with the renunciation of Raghunathas Goswami, but the renunciation as it appeared and as it arose out of his bhakti. Hmm. So it's a, it's jnani ati ashu rai bhairagyam jnanam chaira hoitakam bhagatam. says, it's a small thing, jnanam and bhairagya, they will come out of bhakti very quickly. Hmm. It will arise out of bhakti. But bhakti is so much more. Hmm? It is near. It's in the near going, right? Hmm? So he became a very close associate of Mahaprabhu under the care of Sarup Damodar, hmm? who was the secretary of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And um, in his notes um, and the diary that, and the notes of Ragna, of Sarup Damodar are the the basis, really, of Chaitanya Charitamrita is Madhilila, Nantilila. Hmm? When um, Mahaprabhu left the world in Sarupadamadar, sometime after that, shortly, uh, some years, uh, Das Goswami went to Vrindavan, and there he met Rupa Sanatan, and uh, had their association, and lived the balance of his life, 40, 50 years, at Radhakund, writing and practicing and setting an extraordinary example for all of us. So, in this way, we we uh, are graced to say something about Das Goswami on this day in the honoring of the Panihati Danda Mahotsapa Ki Jai, Raghuna Das Goswami Ki Jai, Gaur Bhakta Brinda Ki Jai, Gaur Premanandi, Banchakalpatru Vyascha.